Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Oh, what up, fam? Hope y'all had a killer 4th of July weekend. If you're in America, and I uh, hope you guys in, up in Canada had um, a good Canada day, I guess. I don't know what you guys do to celebrate up there, to be honest. I That's on me, you know, for not knowing. I don't, I don't know. Do you guys celebrate it like we celebrate the 4th? Granted, we turn every holiday that wasn't ours to begin with into this crazy, <laughs> ridiculous thing like St. Patty's Day and Cinco de Mayo and all that stuff, so... Anyway, it's me, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. And like and subscribe. Follow the channel that I don't have. <laughs> um, you know, welcome to the show. Friends, newbies, avid listeners, awesome fans. Anyway, let's just get into the thick of it, shall we? And surprisingly a lot going on this week. In some corners of the world. Uh, and there's two things that I want to talk about that I completely forgot to talk about last week. But anyway, let's let's get right to it, huh? Shall we? Anyway, uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Kojima had uh, potentially canceled whatever next project they were working on to focus on something new. And now it's coming out. Uh, he put out a new tease. That he might be teasing a new Death Stranding game. So it looks like we're going back to Death Stranding sooner than we expected. Which means I really should go finish that game. What? Sorry, I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess uh, a lot of people were freaking out on, on Twitter and inter the inter interwebs this week. Uh, just because Microsoft renewed their trademarks for Perfect Dark and Fable. Which doesn't necessarily mean anything really. Uh, and then they also, like, reopened their Fable and Perfect Dark Twitter accounts, which I guess in 2020 is a more credible thing than, than renewing a, a uh, trademark. Because, uh, honestly, p companies will renew trademarks all the time just to make sure they don't lose it. So that I'm not super worried about. But the, the Twitter thing, I guess, people were freaking out about more. And it's... Uh, I don't know. I we'll see. Uh, we'll see in hopefully sometime this month. They did say they're going to do a July showcase. We don't have a date yet, but maybe we'll know if the heavily open secret Fable reboot is coming. And uh, also rumored that the initiative, their new studio, Quadruple A Studio, is working on a new Perfect Dark. But who who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um. So, don't read too much into it per per Microsoft directly and Xbox. Um, also, it looks like... Uh, so, we were talking about the announcement of Crash Bandicoot 4 last week. And it looks like we may be getting, like, over 100 levels. Um, there's also rumors floating around about in-game transactions or microtransactions and, and things like that. But uh, we got some new gameplay look... And a lot of returning moves and things like that. Which, uh, it is being made for Toys for Bob, which 
I get it. Granted, Naughty Dog is doing bigger and, and better things nowadays. Um, however, the developers did clarify, because um, there was kind of an indication on maybe the Microsoft Store about in-app purchases. But the developers, Toys for Bob, did come out and say, we're seeing confusion about uh, hashtag MTX in Crash Bandicoot 4, which microtransactions. It's about uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, and we want to be gem emoji clear, so crystal clear. There are no microtransactions in the game. As a bonus, the totally tubular skins are included all in digital versions of the game. So I guess people thought there might be DLC or anything like that, but there are no microtransactions in the game. So there could be DLC or other things down the road, but no microtransactions. So no worries. It looks like microtransactions were here for a little bit. They're still here, but it looks like a lot of new games might be foregoing them, which is good. Also got a little bit more confirmation in regards to uh, that Harry Potter RPG that's been rumored for several years. And it uh, looks like it might finally see the light of day in 2021 as a next-gen title. So don't get your hopes up for holiday 2020. Last week, we did start to talk about certain things going on in the game industry, and it they kind of had their Me Too movement finally. Took a little while. And look, I have other opinions on that whole thing. Mostly positive. I don't want to get into that. This is not a political show. Um, if you want to listen to me talk about politics, go listen to the podcast I don't have. <laughs> As a joke. Uh, anyway. Uh, but some things have been going on at Ubisoft, and uh, it, it's gotten to the point now where CEO of Ubisoft, uh, Yves Guimau, says he will personally personally follow a lot of these reports and allegations. Um, so uh, this is according to Business Insider. He sent a letter to the staff. I guess they had gotten it. Uh, he said he has been profoundly affected by a lot of reports of sexual impropriety. Uh, he said, these actions are in total contradiction with our values and what I want for Ubisoft. The company we hold dear must offer a welcoming and respectful environment, allowing everyone to flourish. I will not accept anything less. Um, they're setting up tools, obviously, to, to combat all this. Uh, also, a, a separate report from Bloomberg said that Several high-ranking people have been put on administrative leave, including Vice President Tommy Francois and Maxime Belland. I think I'm saying that right. And uh, I guess people are worried if actual things will be taken. And a lot of this stuff is not new. And HR has not done anything in the past. So it's, it's a reckoning. It's coming. And uh, a lot of this stuff will happen over time as people come to grips with inappropriate behavior and what's appropriate and what's not. Um, and, and like I said, uh, so Maxime Belland, who was one of the vice presidents has actually resigned from the company. Um, I guess, uh, abuse and misconduct allegations. Um, he worked on splinter, splinter cell conviction and blacklist. Uh, this is per Gama Sutra and, uh, like I said, Tommy Francois has been placed on disciplinary leave pending the outcome of an investigation. 
Um, they were both from the Toronto office. So something's going up on up at uh, Ubisoft Canada. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying Canadians are, are really, really nice. Um, I don't know. This is uh, a lot of things going on. So it's coming. Don't be a dick in the office. And don't think with your dick in the office. That's all I'll fucking say. Because uh, shit will get, shit will come. Shit will hit the fan. And I've had to deal with certain things uh, in my personal experiences. I have made amends for that. Um, And luckily the parties involved were able to resolve things amicably. I, I will say that. I am not afraid to admit that I have done wrong and done better. And worked things out with people and and places. So I know firsthand, just don't fucking do stupid shit, people. It's that simple. It's really that fucking simple. So, yeah. Moving on to more fun things and not depressing, horrible things that we shouldn't even have to talk about. Sony has finally announced what games will be available for PS Plus this month. The PS Plus games free. They will be 2K20, NBA 2K20, and Rise of the Tomb Raider 20th Anniversary Edition. So some pretty good games available from the 7th on. So by the time you guys hear this, it will be a day since they've been available. Uh, If you guys have been saving up to go to Universal Studios Japan and hit up Super Nintendo World, well, uh, the opening has been indefinitely delayed due to the ongoing worldwide coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. This fucking sucks, man. This is shit. Bullshit. Can't wait for this shit to be over. Wear a goddamn mask, people. Like, it's that fucking simple. Assholes. I'm sorry. Frustrating. I know. But it's, it's not about you, okay? It's about other people. And even if you don't have symptoms, you still have a, a chance of spreading it. God forbid you talk, or, or some people spit when they talk. God forbid you aren't wearing a mask, you talk, you get spittle on someone, and they might not get sick, but you can infect their family members. So, you know, no, we're not doing this. I'm not fucking doing this. I shouldn't fucking have to. Do you see this shit? Does anyone like this shit being closed or not coming? Do, you, do any of you else not like going to the movies? I miss the fucking movies. So if you guys all just nut up and just do one tiny little fucking thing, we can get back to normal and we can all be nerds in peace, geeking out at the movie theater, geeking out at a fucking amusement park. I'm done. I'm done. Rant over. I'm, I, I just... Whatever. Anyway. Uh, last week we talked about the very not secret uh, all digital next gen xbox as rumors keep swirling around price and and things like this but it turns out it may be revealed next month in august which is weird you'd think they'd do it at the their july showcase but i don't know i don't know and uh this is really interesting fortnite which i'm sure most of you thought was a fully fledged game is finally exiting, finally exiting early access. 
Yes, you heard that right. Fortnite has been jacking your money from for an early access game. Yep. It's not even final build. Anyway. Anyway, this is what's going on with Fortnite. Fucking bullshit. They're finally ditching their PvE mode that the game was supposed to be about that nobody fucking plays. And uh, they're going to focus completely on on Battle Royale. And yeah, so their, their mode called Save the World, which is the first time I ever heard about Fortnite. It was like a zombie type game. And yeah, three years of development. And I just... Per the Epic's game blog, uh, Save the Main World story is complete. It will endure as a premium experience. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Because uh, some people actually paid for Fortnite back in the day. Yeah. Exactly. I can't fucking believe this shit. Early access this whole goddamn time. I'm just in a bad mood today. <laughs> um... Crisis Remastered has been delayed after early ge gameplay leaks showing less than expected gameplay. Uh, people reacted in not a great way, so it's been pulled for early, which makes sense. So, didn't look good, so people were like, uh, maybe we should hold off. Because I guess it was supposed to release in July, this month. So I get why. When they finally release images of a game that's supposed to drop and it's less than spectacular, you might want to hold off. Anyway, do you have a PSVR? Well, an ad may be coming to you soon. Sony has filed patents to allow for ads to appear in your PSVR heads-up display. That's pretty fucking dumb. I would hate that shit. Yeah, so... Uh, Nintendo has finally uh, formally apologized for the Joy-Con drift, which they are currently being sued over. And this was on, I think, original Switch controllers. I think they did fix those since then on some of the newer models. They, they were facing a class action lawsuit. Uh, during a official financial Q&A, they said, Regarding the Joy-Con, we apologize for any trouble caused to our customers. Uh, company president Shuntaro Furukawa said, uh, this is per Kotaku, we are continuing to aim to improve our products, but as the Joy-Con is the subject of a class action lawsuit in the United States, and this is still a pending issue, we would like to refrain from responding about any specific actions. But it's clear that they're listening and they know that there's a fucking problem. So that's good on them. Good on you, Nintendo. Good on you. Anyway, uh, if you were excited to get Cyberpunk 2077 because you could wall run, you might be in for a disappointment, folks. Wall running has been pulled from Cyberpunk 2077. As CD Projekt Red has said that it just did not meet their standards. So, there you go. Um, if you were only getting Cyberpunk 2077 for wall running, first off, that's really fucking weird, but... <laughs> But, uh, I guess you're probably not getting it now. <laughs> I, I don't know. Worse, I, I doubt anyone was really buying it for wall running. I don't think that was really making or breaking people's decisions. Uh, Amazon recently released a game called Crucible. Well, it's going back to beta. 
closed beta, in fact, a month after release. Nothing tells you like your game's broken, like releasing it in full and then pulling it back. <laughs> Something's wrong there. Did anyone play it? I didn't, so I'm sure there's people out there. Come talk to me if you did. I want to hear your experiences. I'd love to hear if it's justified being pulled back. Let me know. Also, uh, this is really cool. Uh, something called the Summer Game Fest Demo Event is coming. And uh, if you have an Xbox One, you'll get to try out over 60 brand new game demos. Including unreleased games that aren't out yet. Uh, this is per Summer Game Fest by Xbox and Jeff Keighley. It is a digital event. And it is essentially because PAX and E3 were cancelled and Gamescom were... Fans would normally get to play demos of unreleased games that it's taking place. Uh, these will only be available for, for a week. Um, you can't play them after. It will take place from July 21st through July 27th. And uh, we don't have a full list of games yet, but it will include Chris Tales, Destroy All Humans, Haven, Hellpoint, Skatebird, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, Raji, and Ancient Epic, and Welcome to Elk. And of course, up to 60 games. And uh, per Xbox, though, it will be somewhere between 75 and 100 games when the dust settles. That's a direct quote. There will be a special tile on Xbox One dashboard where you can play these. And they're not normal demos, they said. So just be aware. Uh, unfortunately, as of right now, it is only on Xbox One. Only on Xbox One. And... Uh, we also got announcements for the new cover athletes of 2K21, and we're going to have a few. So on current gen titles, on the regular edition, we are going to have Damian Lillard. Next gen titles will have Zion Williamson. Uh, next gen titles will also cost $70 for NBA 2K21, so we'll get into that later. And then a... Yes, you will not get a free upgrade if you buy the standard current edition of 2K21 and upgrade to a new console. So, uh, 2K21, you will have to buy again if you get the standard edition. However, a new special edition of the game has been announced that will include a free upgrade, but only if you buy the special edition. And this is the Mamba Forever edition. That is right. Kobe Bryant will be the cover athlete on the special editions of 2K21. And it will be titled The Mamba Forever Edition. That's pretty fucking awesome. And I'm happy it's the 2020 version and we didn't have to wait for that shit. He deserves it. Mamba Forever. Mamba Forever. Everything really went to shit after he died, didn't it? Fuck, man. But, obviously, the conversation about the cost of next-gen games... It's gonna be interesting because it'll be it'll be interesting to see if other developers go down that road too. And none have really commented on it. And of course, the the we've had this conversation before. And at sometimes it's 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 unsustainable to develop games at that price. And I guess several publishers are thinking about it. Look, we haven't had a price increase on games since the 360 came out. And and if you think about it, gaming does pull in a huge revenue, and it's it's gone up over time. Whereas, so it's been what fifteen years, 
Whereas, you know, the cost of TV and going to the movies has gone way up since then. But it, like I said, it's been a while. So back on Xbox and PS2, games were 50 bucks. And things change. So is it sustainable for games to cost that much for development costs and paying, you know, all the employees? Like I said, it costs about $10,000 per person per month to make a game. Um, that was worked out a while ago. Kotaku did a big, huge expose on that. And so movie tickets have gone up about 40%. This is per the CEO of IDG. Um, and he was talking to gamesindustry.biz. Netflix prescription subscription costs have gone up 100% in that time. And cable TV costs have gone up 105% in that time. So... Even that, if you go from $59.99 to $69.99, it's a 17% increase between from going from what it was in 2005 to 2009. So it's, it's not even exponential, right? And meanwhile, the cost, like I said, cost of development have gone way up. Probably not every game would cost that much, but I, I don't know. It, it sucks. I get it. I really do. It's just normal. You know, it's part of life. It's part of inflation. It's part of making sure people are paid a decent wage to make these things. It's just normal progression and nothing to really be that upset about. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, folks. Don't buy games anymore if you don't want to pay the price. It's that simple, really. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I know that's a shitty thing to say, but I just, I get it. I'm not going to be, I, I can't buy every game that comes out. I probably buy more than I should be. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. But that's a conversation for another day, because it's only one game so far that's done. We don't have any confirmation about others, and we're getting free upgrades for a lot of them. So, uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Moving on, Ubisoft has announced a new Battle Royale first-person shooter called Hyperscape. And it is, I guess it was leaked um, earlier. It's going to be free-to-play, first-person Battle Royale, PC, Xbox and One, and PS4. Uh, looking to come out this year. I guess you can play a technical test, but, uh, that ended, sorry, <laughs> more phases to follow. Uh, it's set in a VR world called Hyperscape, and you play a sport called Crown Rush. It's a hundred players split into squads of three. Um, however, this is going to be different because it takes place completely on an urban map. And, uh, a lot like Paris. And there's jump pads and vertical movement and things like this. And, oh, it's going to have Twitch integration. So viewers will have some influence over games. And uh, so the technical test was this past week. And, yeah, looks like we'll be able to play this soon. And it will be free to play. So that's pretty fucking cool. How about that? Hyperscape coming soon. And we have a new cancellation in the gaming world. 
that's not related to the Rona. Uh, Evo 2020 has been canceled following allegations against its former CEO. And uh, Nintendo said, we are deep, uh, at Nintendo, we are deeply disturbed by the allegations raised against certain members of the competitive gaming community. They are absolutely impermissible. We want to make it clear that we condemn all acts of violence, harassment, and exploitation against anyone, and that we stand with the victims. And uh, effective immediately, Joey Culler, uh, this is per Evo, will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. And Evo Online has been cancelled. Uh, their full statement below. Over the last past 24 hours, in response to serious allegations recently made public on Twitter, we've made the first of a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company effective immediately. Joey Queller Color will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. We are currently working towards his complete separation from the company and have relieved him of all of his responsibilities. Going forward, Tony Cannon will act as CEO. In this position, he will take the, a leadership role in prioritizing greater accountability across EVO, both internally and at our events. Progress doesn't happen overnight or without the bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and injustice. We are shocked and saddened by these events, but we are listening and committed to making every change that will be necessary in making EVO a better model for the stronger, safer culture we all seek. As a result, we will be canceling EVO online and will work to issue refunds for all players who chose to purchase a badge. We will donate the equivalent of the proceeds as promised to Project Hope. Uh, this was all in response to um, Main 6 dropping out, Bandai Namco dropping out, uh, also, so meaning Fighters, Z, Soul Calibur 6, and Tekken 7 would not be at the event. Capcom and NetherRealm had pulled out, meaning that Mortal Kombat 11 would not be in it, as uh, neither would any of Capcom's fighting games, uh, said they'd stand in solidarity with those who have spoken out against abuse. And uh, Capcom obviously pulled their games, like Super um, uh, Street Fighter. And uh, this is coming from allegations... Uh, saying uh, they were involved in underage abuse uh, from Joy Culler, the president of Evo. And he also went by the name Mr. Wizard, paid out tokens to local members of an arcade who were underage at the time to jump into a pool in only their underwear. And I'm not even going to go deeper into that. That's pretty fucked up shit. I'm happy they got him out. Sucks for anybody that was trying to go to Evo, though. But holy fuck. Fucking shit. That dude is around kids in video games. That's fucked up, man. We're having a heavy episode today, man. Depressing as shit. Hopefully we can talk about some fun things, though, moving forward. Like, let's talk about what's going on in the TV world. How about this? Lucasfilm has announced that new books and comics that will tie in with The Mandalorian will be released. That's pretty cool. Getting an expansion of the Mandalorian world. I'm all for that. That That's for damn sure. Because that Project Luminous or High Republic shit doesn't really interest me at all. They're, that's like grasping at straws what they were doing there. But I'm stoked on Mandalorian world building. 100%. I want more of that world. Give me more Mandalorian. All for it. All fucking for it. Uh, anyway, moving on to the other galaxy adventures 
Star Trek Lower Decks, the new animated series, will premiere on CBS All Access on August 6th in a weekly format. That is a Star Trek show that will not focus on a member of the bridge crew or an, a, a senior officer and will instead focus on the engineering crew who work like the night shift uh, down down on the lower decks of a starship. So comedy will ensue. It does have some Rick and Morty talent behind it. So should be good. Should be good. And speaking of comedy cartoons, Comedy Central has greenlit two seasons of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, oh, Beavis. Uh, yeah, Butthead. Oh, Beavis. Oh, we're going to Comedy Central. Oh, oh Beavis. Uh, TP for my bunghole. Cornholio. <laughs> okay, I just totally all butchered that, but... That's that's cool. So it's not a reboot. It's literally just a continuation, and it will allow Beavis and Butthead to make comments on things happening in today's world, which I need. I need their input. I really do. And Mike Judge is a genius. I mean, I gushed how much I loved Silicon Valley, and Office Space is a great movie. Idiocracy is real life at this point, and uh, even Extract is a good movie. But yeah, Beavis and Butthead, bruh. Uh, also announced, Amazon has greenlit a TV series based on Fallout. And it will be produced by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. And if you recognize those names, that's because one of them is Christopher Nolan's brother. Uh, but he is also, him and Lisa Joy are the co-creators of the Westworld TV show on HBO. And wow, Fallout will probably really be slow and probably just suck a tiny bit if they're at the helm. It'll probably just be convoluted as fuck based off where we're going with Westworld. Jesus Christ. Um, how about this? So we all know that the Rona cut short the production of a lot of CW shows. Well, normally the Flash would have like a big twist near the end. And unfortunately, that is now going to take place early in Season 7. Uh, but the writers have assured us it will not affect the plotline of the show. So, I don't know. But what I think is some of the coolest TV news is MTV will be rebooting Clone High with the original creators, uh, Bill Lawrence, uh, as well as Chris Miller, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And uh, some of the other showrunners uh, or show producers from the original series. And Clone High ran uh, in the early 2000s. It was essentially about a high school with like cloned versions of people from history like Abe Lincoln, JFK, Gandhi, Joan of Arc. And it was interesting. Uh, Cleopatra was in it. It was, a, it was definitely different and unexpected and, and off the wall and... I'm happy to see that they're going to reboot the show and bring it back because I, I think it was never given its fair due back then, and it's definitely something that deserves uh, definitely definitely deserves a fair shot again. And I'm happy to see that MTV is bringing it back. God, MTV just is moving farther and farther away from having music. Um, but that's it for TV. Let's see what's going on in the movie world. So. Two big things I forgot to talk about last week. Chicken Run 2 was announced by Amazon. 
That's right. Chicken Run 2 will be made by the original Claymation Studio. Uh, we'll be on Netflix. Mrs. Tweedy, the chickens. Those chickens are organized. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I, I really do. That, that movie, I can sit down and watch Chicken Run all the day long. Yeah, that's right. Chicken Run 2, people. Can't wait to see that. Hopefully it's good. Anyway, the second thing I wanted to talk about from last week is the fact that it is being heavily rumored and almost confirmed that Michael Keaton is in talks to return to the role of Batman in the Flash movie. And it wouldn't be a new Batman. It would be his Batman from the Burtonverse. From Batman and Batman Returns. Thus making those movies canon and part of the DCEU. Granted from an alternate timeline. Or universe. Um, considering we already know the multiverse exists. When Ezra Miller's Flash. You know visited the Arrowverse. So. But the rumor is that he would take on like a Nick Fury type role. And be an interconnected character. Since. They kind of want to continue that storyline and that the DCEU and have the Robert Pattinson Batman kind of be separate um, since Ben Affleck is no longer being Batman. So I'm fucking stoked about this. Michael Keaton back as Batman would be fucking great. He is my number one Batman. I, I've gone over this multiple times with you guys. Definitely, 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 if you have not seen the 1989 Batman, you should definitely 100% give it a chance. Plus, Jack Nicholson is an amazing Joker. I will fight you on this. I will fight you on that opinion. I do not care. But please, please, I hope this is true. I would love to have Michael Keaton be Batman again and have it be a continuation of, of the Burton Batman. That'd be fucking great. That'd be so cool. Well, uh, if you've been holding out hope for a Gremlins 3, you might be in luck. Because if the upcoming Netflix cartoon does well, then it might give studios a less of a pause to make a potential sequel to the, the series. At least that's per the star of the first two Gremlins movies and the cartoon. Uh, also, Jason Momoa has been announced to be voicing Frosty the Snowman in a new live-action film. And, um, I, I've never heard him speak softly. And, like, that's not a bad thing. That's not a dig. It's just, like, I don't I don't expect Frosty the Snowman to come out with this, like, surfer bro, like, jacked dude voice. So, like, that's definitely going to be a trip for sure. It would just it it will throw me off whenever I see it. That's for sure. And I don't know how his singing is, so that will be interesting too. Frosty the Snowman. Anyway, Edgar Wright has announced that he is working with Brian Lee O'Malley on a potential anime follow-up to his Scott Pilgrim movie. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley is obviously the original creator of the Scott Pilgrim manga which is one of the best mangas, and it's also a great, amazing movie, and you are doing a disservice to yourself and to the world by not watching the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World movie. 
it's hilarious. And even though it is Michael Sarah, it's a good movie. It's really good. I really like it. Um, anyway, uh, the reopening of AMC theaters has been pushed back to at least July 30th with all of the new uptick in Rona cases around the U.S. So looks like be a while before we get back into the theaters. Fucking sucks, man. Uh, Nickelodeon has announced the production of a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated film. Uh, and it will be produced by Seth Rogen, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> had, to, had to throw one of his laughs in there. And um, it was also announced by Sam Neill that the original three cast members of Jurassic Park are not just coming back for cameos in, in Jurassic World Dominion. They, they are coming back for uh, a substantial role in the film uh, to play off of the cast members of the new Jurassic World franchise, which has me very, very, very excited considering what they did to Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Holy shit, I don't know how I forgot that for a second. But, so it would be nice to have them back in substantial roles. I, I'm very hyped on that as it gets back to filming uh, this month. Danny Glover was being interviewed about a potential Lethal Weapon 5, which is closer to happening than ever, than it used to be. Uh, and he did say he did read a potential script, and it looks like it will be a little... Uh, it will be very relevant to today, which I like to hear, uh, especially with current events and things like that. He said it's surprisingly very relevant to current events, and it will... Um, It'll just be good overall for that, and I'm 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 excited to hear that. Um, I've always loved the Lethal Weapon movies, and they're always touching on subjects you wouldn't expect them to. And uh, it's good to hear that. And I I hopefully uh, hopefully it does get made in the near future, and uh, with the OG cast and and Richard Donner and things like that. And uh, final bit of movie news here: if you have never seen the uh, BVS Extended Cut, which I went on and on about a couple weeks ago, just talking about how much better of a film it is. If you have HBO Max, you can actually now watch the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman on HBO Max. They have, they have replaced the standard theatrical cut with the extended version, which makes so much sense, considering they are putting the Snyder Cut of Justice League which would tie in directly with the BVS Ultimate Edition. So definitely go check that out if you have a couple hours one day, like three and a half. What? I didn't say nothing. Um, but that is definitely something to look out for if you haven't seen it. Um, it will totally change your opinion of the film. Anyway, that is it for the movies and most of the show we do have some other things to talk about uh lego announced this cool new art series sets and uh, you can pretty much build like art work um, with studs and plates uh, those are the proper vernacular uh, they have uh, different sets they have one on the beatles they have one on marvel uh, it's iron man star wars they do vader darth maul and uh, Kylo Ren, 
Um, the cool thing about the so the Marvel ones are different versions of Iron Man armor. The cool things about the Darth uh, about the Star Wars and the Iron Man, if you buy all three, which yes, it's pretty pricey. Uh, you can actually build like a larger image out of all of them if you have all the sets, because uh, you'll have enough studs and and plates and things like that to to build a larger arc image. Um, they don't do that with the Beatles. Or, uh, and then they also do Andy Warhol, which is like a pop art of Madeline Monroe. Um, those come in different colors. But it's, it's really cool, because usually you only see AFOLs and professional LEGO master model builders doing stuff like this. Um, so it's nice to see them offer the community to do it. Obviously, it's in a guided version, um, as opposed to like doing it with your own skill. Uh, but what's also cool is they all will come with a curated, like soundtrack to listen to while you are building so that's pretty fucking cool like sometimes you need something on when you're doing building lego sets and uh, lego systems officially and uh, that that's pretty cool that they they come with a curated soundtrack and that that's actually probably one of the coolest things ever uh, anyway um, hasbro also announced speaking of toys hasbro announced a new uh, member of their like mashup uh, Transformer sets. This one is their new uh, Back to the Future X Transformers character Gigawatt, and it is a Transformer that is built out of. You built a Transformer out of a DeLorean? Or wait, did I fuck that up? Um. Anyway, uh, Loot Crate came in. Uh, also finally got my Batman 80th anniversary like Letterman jacket type thing that was supposed to come. And surprisingly, that is a very nice jacket. Uh, obviously the leather is not totally real, but the quality of the jacket is actually very nice. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a warm jacket. It's got a big uh, varsity letters, black and yellow for 80, and a Batman 80th anniversary patch. So, So I'm very stoked on that. I will not have any shame wearing that out and then let's go over this month's loot crate uh it did come with the the beast water bottle that was supposed to come a while back uh, i don't know what theme this is this month i'm looking for it now and uh it comes with uh the pin this month is really cool it's the Hall of Justice from uh, Justice League or Super Friends or however you want to to call it. Uh, it comes with Tobin's Spirit Guide from, you know, Ghostbusters. So that's really cool. And uh, hold up, I'm going to pull it up now for all of you just so I can tell you exactly what is in it. Okay, so this month's theme is Legacy. And it came with uh, Lord of the Rings t-shirt. It's the, the Broken Sword. Um, who I can't think of right now, which is the one Aragorn has. Shazam socks. And then I got three of a possible 15 black, Batman black and white figures. Um, and like I said, I uh, the, the Hall of Justice pin. The Batman black and white figures I got. Hold on, I'm going to pull them out right now. I got the Batman uh, designed by Mike M Mig Mignola, uh, you know, the creator of Hellboy. Uh, sorry for the, the package noise here. Got to make it to explain what's going on for you guys. The Patrick Gleason Batman. And 
Hold on. Who is this one? Uh, this Batman is the Eduardo Risso Batman. So three little mini Batman black and white figures. They do have larger Batman black and white figures that are also really cool. Um, like some of the other ones that are teased on the package. Uh, the Mike Allred, John Romita Jr., uh, Robin, Frank Quietly, Gary Frank Batman. Uh, there's also Darwin Cook and Amanda Connor, Frank, another Frank Quietly, Dick Sprang, Jason Fabok, as well as uh, Dustin Yen, uh, Sean Galloway, Arkham Asylum Batman, and the Jim Lee Batman, which is the Batman you know in, in, the, in the comics now. And, um, but yeah, those are really cool Batman figures to go on my, on my Batman shelf. So stoked on that. But anyway, that's it folks for, for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, I'm your host, Nick. As always, check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your web browser. Or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Play, and Apple podcast pages. Uh, also, while you're there, check out our social tab, so that way you guys can see all of our social media feeds all in one handy-dandy place. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Post a lot of memes. They are not my own. I do post other people's memes. I do not claim credit. Uh, that way you guys can see them all in one place, or you can find links to our individual pages if you prefer one over the other. Again, that's Nick's Nerd News. Just look for our logo. Anyway, guys, thanks you guys for listening. I know I did go on a couple rants and just was overall just... I'm just frustrated with how things are in the world right now, just like everyone else is. So I get it. And I usually don't like to take my frustrations out on you guys, but water under the bridge. Anyway, catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>